When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast, the Christmas episode. We've got NFL picks, Major League Baseball news, college football craziness, and how about a Christmas wish list? That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast on this blistery cold December morning, getting ready for Christmas, and we have all the latest sports information for you here as well. I'm your host, Vince Stover. Joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, I know it's cold where you are too. How you doing today? Doing, doing all right. It's quite, quite the frozen tundra up here. No doubt about that. So, um, but yeah, doing great and I love Christmas season and doing good. Plenty of sports news going on this time of year as well. Uh, and uh, it'd be fun to see how the winter and actually my internet is having some issues. So there's a chance. We're going to drop in and out during this episode today. Hopefully not. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, it's an exciting Christmas day for sure. And our Christmas weekend and plenty of sports news going along in this Christmas weekend as well. So let's start with the NFL and uh, get right into it. So that way, if my Internet does give out, uh, we at least get some of the episode in. Uh, let's start off with the NFL news. And last week, we had the crazy walk-off win by the Raiders where the tie game, they uh, Patriots run the last play of the game. All they have to do is go down, and they go to overtime. They decide to pitch it around a little bit, throw it across the field, picked off by Chandler Jones, a huge stiff arm, and then run into the end zone for a Raiders win. Uh, I saw Derek Carr's reaction to it was a fun video to watch. I mean, from a team that when you think about fundamentally sound in the Patriots, uh, of do your job and minimize the mistakes. That was a massive mistake by the Patriots. And uh, I'm curious the, how the, the speech went in the locker room afterwards by Bill Belichick, because that was maybe one of the most wild endings to a game we've seen in, in a very, very long time. Yeah, no, it, it was, and it was surprising, you know, again, that New England did that because it's very simple, just, you know, 
they're going to go to overtime. And I know I heard people say that New England probably had, uh, you know, look good going into overtime or whatever there. But for them to, you know, for them to make a play like that, um, I mean, you know, players do that sometimes, but you would expect, didn't expect that probably to happen in New England. Um, one one comment I saw, I think, on um, on Twitter was, uh, and I didn't hear much else more about it this week, was that the fact that um, the Mac Jones had no interest in making the tackle on that on that play at all. So, uh, but it, interesting. But no, the fact wow. that for the game to end like that's amazing. Would you have had any interest in making that tackle? Um, well, I think I would have needed to try to, that's for sure. So wasn't Mac Jones the one that got stiff armed into the ground? <laughs> I believe he I believe he yeah. was. So. Well, he made more of an effort than several of his teammates at the very least. And uh, I mean, he was at a disadvantage, no doubt. And that that and it was not Mac Jones's fault. Uh, no. that play was not. And no. uh very stupid play by the Patriots, but a wild win. Nonetheless, um, speaking of wild wins, let's talk about two teams that just keep winning, and that's the Lions and the Jaguars, those uh, kitty cat teams having themselves quite the season uh, right now. And, uh, oh, here you go. Great comment. Thank you, Matt, for listening today. Uh, there's history that dad can tackle very well. Uh, we've seen seen my dad make some, some big tackles in his day, uh, <laughs> especially when he was uh, – uh, had the mismatch, but nonetheless, um, we got the Lions and the Jaguars are having a ridiculously good year. Lions are in the playoff hunt, and the Jaguars are in the division hunt, therefore in the playoff hunt as well. Of course, the Jaguars won again last night against the Jets, and so an opportunity here for two teams that haven't been around the playoffs in a long time, uh, having an opportunity this year. Let's start with the Lions, Dad, because they're in the division of the Packers, and of course we cheer for the Packers. So, um, I mean, Jared Goff, is he the second best, third best, fourth best quarterback in the conference? I would put him fourth, and yet here his team is marching ever so much closer to the playoffs, and we're seeing Dan Campbell's team continue to play incredibly hard and really smart with the way they've been playing this year. Well, you know, we always talk about quarterbacks, um, you know, you can have quarterbacks that are the star and win the game, or you can have a quarterback that just doesn't lose the game. And that's really where Jared Goff has been this year. He's not, he has not been the problem um, at all. They haven't had a lot of problems. Dan Campbell's obviously got them playing well and together. It's surprising, you know, the wins, what, it's uh, six out of the last seven games or so they've won. And um, playing well, they may very well make the playoffs, and I don't think anybody would have saw that coming. But Jared Goff, again, is he one of the elite quarterbacks? Don't know. Now, it doesn't look like it at this point. Um, but he may, you know, he's obviously a legitimate starter, and it's not been a problem. They have they have gotten some weapons around him, and that has helped a lot. And um, so, yeah, they've definitely been one of the surprise teams uh, on the positive side, no doubt about it. Well, and they traded away one of his weapons, and TJ Hawkinson sent him to Minnesota. So he actually lost weapons this season, and yet they're still winning. And if you remember, in the first four or five weeks of the season, talks where Dan Campbell was about to get fired, and all of a sudden the Lions take off on this run and now are sniffing at the playoffs. An incredible feat so far, even if they don't make the playoffs. An incredible season for Detroit. 
and it looks like they're a program on the rise. Uh, a program that is on the rise is Jacksonville, and that, again, of course, last night they played the Jets, and the Jets aren't that great. But that being said, the Jaguars are winning some games too, and with a little help from Tennessee, with an opportunity to play Tennessee again one more time this season, Jacksonville can win the division. It's been a long time since Jacksonville and Tennessee were battling for the top spot in the South, and yet here they are, Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, showing what they can do. And those receivers Jacksonville brought in at the beginning of the year, people question, would those receivers be enough? And it seems like they are so far. Yes, Jacksonville likes playing well. Basically, Trevor Lawrence has developed. Um, I think the coach has helped with that, but but he's became he's become I think the leader of the team, not just at the quarterback position, but all the way around. And he has proven he's a quarterback that can that you know when they need to come back when they need the big play, he can make it, and that obviously gives a lot of. A lot of um, encouragement to the teammates, a lot of security there. And I think that's um, really what's happened. I think, you know, the coach was the whole difference in a lot of ways there, getting the right coach um, for Trevor Lawrence. And But like I said, they've got a good defense. They've got some other other pieces. They've definitely got a lot of hope for the future. <clears throat> but I think there's a very good chance they can win the division. And like you said, you know, we, we both remember the day when the Jacksonville Titan game was one of the big games of the year, and it definitely may be that way this year. Yeah, it could be a fun one for sure. And uh, Evan Ingram has finally showed up and been a real big piece of that team too, the tight end that came in from New York. Uh, But Trevor Lawrence, every time I get a chance to watch him, and I've got to watch him three times now this season, he just looks the part. And you go to the flip that script to Zach Wilson, who was the number two draft pick, he does not look the part, and uh, so it proves that you know you've got to you've got to have time, but at the same time, at some point you've got to produce. And Trevor Lawrence is producing. He looks like he belongs in the NFL, and he very well may live up to the hype uh, when he came in, kind of being looked at as the next Andrew Luck to come into the to the NFL. He just might be that. And you look at the division that's down. Houston is going to get the number one draft pick. Indianapolis is going with uh, Nick Foles this week. Uh, and then you got Tennessee that has been struggling like you and I predicted they would this year. And Jacksonville has that door opening and an opportunity for them to run right through it, take the division, even in a down year, make the playoffs and see what they can do there as well. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the best teams in the NFL, if not the best team this year, are down a quarterback. Now they bring in Gardner Minshew. A lot of people think Gardner Minshew is a great NFL quarterback. He'll have to carry the load for Jalen Hurts and the Eagles as Hurts is out this week. How do you think the Eagles are going to do with the backup quarterback in Gardner Minshew? Well, I think Minshew has proved that he can be a good backup. And I think Philadelphia does have a system in place. So if he can run the system, he's got some weapons there. Uh, this will be a tough one this week, obviously being on the road and at Dallas. But again, it's a, you know, the division games are always that way. And that's always been a great rivalry with the Eagles and the Cowboys. So the Eagles will be ready to play. And I think they'll, 
you know, they could really show that they are the team in the NFC. Um, you know, if they lose this game, well, they didn't have their starting quarterback. But um, I look for Minshew to play well, and um, that'd be a, a definitely game everybody's going to want to watch. Yeah, I can't wait to see if you pick Philadelphia over Dallas this week. Uh, Gardner Minshew at a uh, minus, or excuse me, uh, plus five and a half points against Dallas this week. I'm sure we'll talk about that in the moments to come. Uh, another NFL topic to discuss, though, Dad, is injuries. They're going to start playing a role now in how the season ends and how the playoffs go. Quarterbacks being injured like Lamar Jackson and Jalen Hurts are going to play a pretty big role in what happens in the playoffs. And now we get getting down to that point. Is there an injury that you're you look at and say that one's definitely going to be the biggest problem? Um, or any general thoughts on injuries as we come towards the end of the NFL regular season? Well, like you said, it, it will have it will have a definite effect. It probably depends where you're at in the schedule because if, if you're where you know someone is injured but um, you know needs a little extra rest, an extra game, and you can afford to do that, then you're going to set yourself up for the playoffs, which may be a little bit where Philadelphia uh, is there. If you're struggling to get in then, yes, this is definitely going to hurt you. And I think that's what you're talking about with Baltimore. I think, you know, they need Lamar Jackson. Are they going to make the playoffs right now they're in? But I don't know that that's a guarantee, and I don't think they're going to win the division. Um, and like I said, the, you know, the next week or two, you know, more injuries. You know, players are nicked up at this part of the, this time of the year. So you have a chance for that. And I think it, it just depends. Even the teams have to make quite a decision. Are, are they going to kind of make sure they're set for the playoffs? Um, or, you know, are, are they going to, you know, worry more about playoff position, rankings, things like that? Um, but yeah, definitely plays a part. And uh, hopefully no, you know, key players go down here the rest of the way, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, you're you're due to lose some guys, whether it's edge rushers, cornerbacks, receivers, quarterbacks, running backs. Someone's going to get hurt at some point. Tua's been injured and down a couple different times this year. Miami, pretty much out of the, well, they are out of the division race, but definitely not out of the playoff race. They're only a game up on New England, uh, and they're behind Baltimore at the moment as well. So they're going to have to win some games still. They need to keep Tua healthy uh, there as well. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. And then you just look at other teams that, are, again, are fighting for playoff spots uh, like uh, Seattle, Tampa, Detroit, uh, the Giants, Washington, those kinds of teams 
that are going to need to stay healthy. Uh, how about even the the Chargers? Um, you know, they lose a key piece. They could be in trouble as they've already struggled throughout this season as well. A few teams have already clinched playoff spots. Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City are all clinched. All of them still possible for the number one seed, the only seed that gets a bye in the playoffs anymore. And so we'll see how that race shakes down as well. Philadelphia, Dallas, Minnesota, and San Francisco, all clinching spots in the NFC. Uh, Tampa, a game up on Carolina and New Orleans and Atlanta. All three, all four teams in the hunt there in the NFC South. And then in the AFC South, Tennessee is a half game up on Jacksonville pending the game this week for Tennessee with the Jacksonville win on Thursday night. Uh, for the other teams, it's Miami and Baltimore currently in the uh, the top top spots there, and the Chargers, excuse me, as well. With uh, New England, the Jets are still technically in it. Uh, Jacksonville and Tennessee would still be technically in it at the moment as well, and Vegas is on the cusp of being eliminated uh, but still uh, technically has a shot at the playoffs as well. So uh, plenty of interesting things coming here for the playoffs, and uh, it should be a very interesting uh, rest of the season, as it has been an incredibly unique season so far for the NFL. Uh, thank you for tuning in, Ryan. We appreciate you watching. Merry Christmas to you as well, Ryan McCarthy, our friend uh, at Belly Up Sports and uh, the No Credentials Required podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. Uh, Ryan and I were in a bitter battle for the uh, Content Creator of the Year Award uh, this year, and we both missed out to Andrew LaDuke, uh, who won the award. But congrats to Andrew. He's not watching. That's why we don't like him. But uh, congrats, congrats to Andrew uh, on winning the Content Creator of the Year uh, this year. And we had good company there with Ryan. Uh, our friend Kevin Wilson was was involved, was nominated for that as well. So uh, nonetheless, a fun Fun battle there. Uh, let's get into our picks, Dad. We pick six games every single week. We do pick against the spread, although neither me or Dad gamble. Uh, but the spread is just a fun way to pick games, so that's what we decided to do. We typically always pick primetime games Thursday night, Sunday night, and Monday night. Since this uh, show is coming on live on a Friday today, um, we have decided to pick not pick the Thursday night game, although no one's going to believe us, but me and dad both picked Jacksonville to win uh, last night. And, uh, and they did of course, but we'll pick six other games. So we're going to pick Sunday night and Monday night's games. And then four other games uh, of our choosing this week. So dad, let's get started with the Sunday night game. And that is the Arizona Cardinals hosting Tampa. Uh, let's see here. Tampa is a six and a half point favorites against the Cardinals this week. Uh, which way did you go with this one? This was really a tough one to have to pick this. And as I thought about it, I really would have liked to pick Arizona and thinking about them at home. But they're, they're in a lot of trouble. This, probably, this could be Cliff Kingsbury's last game as coach. Um, you know, six and a half points is a lot, but I'll have to go with Tampa um, on this one to cover. Uh, of course, Tampa needs to win to try to win the division or whatever there. And but with Arizona were down and just you know things kind of in disarray there and seem to be coming apart. Um, I'll go with Tampa. Yeah, Dad tried to get out of picking this game. He called me up, said, "Hey, 
you know, we only got three games on Sunday. We don't, we don't need to pick the primetime game, do we? Um, but uh, still made them do it. I'm with you. I picked Tampa. As bad as Tampa has been this year, Arizona's been worse. Uh, I don't know that anything – I don't know that anything on uh, for Arizona is going to help. I don't know what's motivating them right now outside of just pride. And as I think we've learned a lot of times, millionaires, they don't need pride. Um, so they don't always fight for pride. So uh, I think that Tampa wins this game, uh, and I think they win it convincingly. So I picked them as well to cover at six and a half uh, points as a favorite. Uh, in the Monday night game, it's the Los Angeles Chargers on the road with their three-and-a-half-point favorites at Indianapolis this week. Uh, the Colts are switching to Nick Foles at quarterback. Uh, Matt Ryan's time in Indianapolis is probably over, and maybe his time in the NFL is over as well. Uh, the Colts, probably Jeff Saturday, is, I'm assuming not done enough to hold that job moving forward after the season is done. Uh I say all that to, to, to just, I guess, tell you, I picked the Chargers, uh, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. How about you in this game? Yes, I'd agree. I picked the Chargers. Chargers need to win this one. I, I'm kind of surprised it's only three-and-a-half, even though you know it is at home um, for Indianapolis. Um, I mean, the, the, the Chargers, if they're any kind of team that we think they are, then they, they need to win this one, and I think they will. Yeah, I said I wouldn't pick the Chargers anymore this season, but this is one that I have to pick the Chargers. I just don't think the Colts have it in them, right? I mean, uh, so I, I'm going to go with the Chargers in this one as well. All right, so now we got four more games to pick uh, of your choosing. Who do you go with for, for game number three this week? Um, I'm going to take uh, the Cleveland Browns um, as a favorite over New Orleans, two and a half. Again, New Orleans coming from the Dome and from Louisiana up into a little bit of a chilly Cleveland, Ohio. And Cleveland's playing um, well. Now, New Orleans needs to win this for the division, but Cleveland's not totally out of it either. Two and a half, I'll take Cleveland. Uh, I didn't pick this for my pick six. I'll go all the opposite with you, though. I'll go, I'll go New Orleans in that game. Um, I think New Orleans needs it more than Cleveland. I think Cleveland is playing for next year at this point. Getting Deshaun Watson back, getting him back in the groove of things. Um, they've Their running game has not been what it has been up to this season. And uh, I just, I don't know. There's something off in Cleveland right now. So I'm going to go, I'll go New Orleans on that one. Um, I went with the other primetime game, the Saturday night game. Vegas uh, is at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to go Vegas in this game. Uh, there's something about that team. It's not the coach, that's for sure. But I think the players truly love each other. I think they, they get along, and I think they want to win for each other. Pittsburgh is a fine team. They're okay. Uh, I just don't trust them at any point. Vegas is wish-wash. You never know what's going to happen. But – they get Darren Waller back at tight end. That's another weapon. Josh Jacobs has been phenomenal this season. So I'm going to go with Las Vegas as two-and-a-half-point underdogs at Pittsburgh this week. Uh, who's game number four for you? Um, this one I'll go with an underdog, and it'll be um, the Tennessee-Houston game. I don't know that Houston will win, but and Tennessee needs to win this. But at five-and-a-half, Houston has played a lot of people close, and I guess this is a division game. And um, so a little bit of a long shot, but I'm going to go with Houston as the underdog with five and a half on this. 
Oh, not a chance in the world. I picked this game as well, but I'm going Tennessee. I will not pick Houston at all this season. Five and a half is a low number, in my opinion. If it was double digits, I would have stayed away from it. But at five and a half points, I'll take Tennessee in this one again. Tennessee has everything to gain or lose in this game, uh, where Houston has nothing to gain or lose. Actually, they could lose their grip on the number one overall draft picks. So I think Houston has every reason to lose this game. Tennessee has every reason to win this game. I think Tennessee wins it and uh, wins it easily as well. So I'll go Titans in that one. Uh, Game number five this week, who you got? I will take San Francisco over Washington at seven and a half. Um, That's kind of a big number, but they're at home and the 49ers are playing well. Um, As Packer fans, we need Washington to lose this one. And I think there's a good chance that they will. Um, so I'm going to go with San Francisco, even though it's seven and a half. Yeah, I didn't pick this game uh, for our pick six. I'd go the other way, though, on you know, on this one, too. I think Washington will keep it close. Um, Washington, I'm, there's something about this team uh, that that just they've got a good enough defense and they have a good enough offense and they can hang in. I think San Francisco, they're kind of this story of destiny almost. But now they've got the the division locked up. They're in the playoffs. I don't know that Brock Purdy is the quarterback of the future. I think Washington could surprise some people in this game. So I would go the other way on that one. But my fifth game uh, this week is, why not? Old Faithful, the Detroit Lions. Only two and a half point favorites over Carolina. Um, Carolina's not any good. And I was surprised to see the line this low and immediately jumped on this one. I don't think Detroit's great, but I know they're better than Carolina. So I think a a two-and-a-half point uh, uh, favorite is is an easy pick for me. So I went with the Lions for my fifth game uh, this season. Who's game number six for you? Well, the game I added after we didn't pick the Thursday game, um, I'll take Green Bay um, over Miami. Again, Green Bay needs to win this one, uh, four-and-a-half. I do think they'll come out and play well. Miami needs to win. Miami's a little banged up. And, um, you know, it's two teams that really do need to win. I think this will be a good game uh, the weekend and on Christmas Day. Um, But I'll go with Green Bay. Uh, on this one. Uh, I think it's good to point out, too, when we talk about Miami, I don't know if our listeners caught this, but a little bit ago you said uh, they needed Tua to stay healthy. That's probably the most positive thing I've ever heard you say about Tua. So it's probably (laughs) good that everybody notes that the Vince is starting to soften a little bit on this. Yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Uh, I think that's an interesting game. I didn't pick this one. I, it's an interesting game because I think Miami's strengths actually play into the strengths of the Packers' defense, which gives the Packers some hope. Um, their pass defense is better than their run defense, and guarding, even though it's it's really good wide receivers in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, it kind of plays into the Packers' strength with their pass rush as well as with their pass coverage. Um, so it's going to be an interesting one. I'd probably lean towards green Bay also. Uh, but some of that's probably a biased pick as well. Uh, but for my pick dad, I went to what another one I thought was a really easy one to pick. And that's the Bengals over new England. Uh, the Bengals are three and a half point favorites over new England. If that number was at six and a half or seven and a half, 
I might have stayed away from it. But three and a half, I think Cincinnati is the best team in the AFC right now. And I mean that when I say it. I think they're better than Kansas City. And I think they're better than Buffalo. Although Buffalo is a really good team. I like what Cincinnati does. I like all the the weapons that they have. And uh, I think three and a half over New England's an easy pick. So I went with Cincinnati. I'm honestly a little surprised you didn't pick that game. What are you thinking about that game? Uh, no, I think they will pick it. It is at New England, so I guess that's the one that made me hesitate just a little bit um, from there. But, uh, no, I, I hope Cincinnati wins. I think they should win. Um, and, you know, I definitely all for them winning the division. Think they're think they're still one of the strong teams in the AFC. All right, let's talk through the other games this weekend, starting Saturday. Uh, Baltimore, still down their starting quarterback, but they're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the rookie Desmond Ritter and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Ritter steps in now, still in the playoff hunt. Ritter steps in for Atlanta. That's a big number, though, for Tyler Huntley to cover. How do you feel about that Baltimore-Atlanta game? Yeah, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see what Ritter, if that, you know, energizes them from there and the fact that they are still in the playoff hunt. Um, I think Baltimore was a better team, but that is a lot of points. Um, so well, we, we will see. I think Baltimore should win it, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to pick Atlanta in this game. Uh, Desmond Ritter's been around all season, so he's been practicing. And he's got some real weapons there as well. And Baltimore seems like a team that's just in decline. And Tyler Huntley, he's a, he's a good quarterback, but he is a career backup quarterback in the NFL. And I think Desmond Ritter has a chance to come out. You use the word energize. I think he could come out and energize this team. If you watched the game last night, Chris Stevler came in for the Jets. And listen, he should not be a quarterback in the NFL, but he gave energy to the Jets offense. They gave him something different. And it just that spark of life into him. Uh, later in the game against Jacksonville, he still didn't score uh, or anything like that, but uh, he he at least gave that energy, and I think Desmond Ritter may go as well. Hey, Dan, your second favorite child's watching the show today. Tara, thanks for watching. Appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so there you go. Thank you for tuning in. Um, let's move on to the next game on Saturday, Buffalo on the road to Chicago. I'm really surprised Buffalo's favorited here against Chicago. No, I'm not. Uh, Buffalo is eight and a half point favorite uh, over Chicago. Have you seen this uproar by people saying Justin Fields should be in the Pro Bowl? First of all, who cares? <laughs> Second of all, the team is uh, three and 11. Uh, no, Justin Fields should not be in the Pro Bowl. But can they cover eight and a half points against Buffalo, Dad? Um. I wouldn't think so. Again, this game's in Chicago, and weather's going to be the issue in several games, and this may be one there, but Buffalo is a team that probably shouldn't be affected by the weather. Um, again, you know, we've talked a lot about Justin Fields. I think he's going to be, has potential to be a great quarterback. Um, I don't know just because of the situation that he's in, um, but Chicago, I mean, Chicago's no good, and, um, Buffalo does have a lot to play for with seeding and everything. So I, I, and again, this should be a team that shouldn't be affected a whole lot by the weather. So uh, I, I would think Buffalo can cover this. Yeah. If there's anybody who has worse weather than Chicago, it's Buffalo. So weather should not be an I issue. And the talent level is drastically different 
Buffalo's the better team. Buffalo win this game and will cover, even though it's at Chicago. Uh, Minnesota and the Giants, you've gotten uh, a pretty good laugh off of everything that's gone off with the uh, <laughs> with the Minnesota Vikings this year, but they're still 11-3, and and they're still going to win the division, and the Giants aren't that good of a team. They're not a horrible team. They're just not that good of a team either, but they're only a two-and-a-half game difference. So which way do you go? Minnesota at home, three-and-a-half point favorites. I mean, Minnesota ought to win at home, but they've struggled a little bit at home. We need, again, as Packer fans, we need the Giants to lose, and they should lose this one. So let's hope Minnesota can win. Um, Let's hope that the luckiest team in the NFL continues their streak. So, All right. Uh, cheering for Minnesota this week. I'm cheering for Minnesota based off the fact that I have Justin Jefferson in every single fantasy football league I'm in, and I need him to continue to go off. Uh, Kansas City at home, nine and a half point favorites over Seattle. Uh, I wonder if Geno Smith is playing himself out of that job at some point. Nonetheless, nine and a half is a big number. Kansas City did not cover against Houston. Can they cover against Seattle? I would think they'll bounce back because of the Houston game. So, yes, I think they can cover. And, again, an important game for Seattle to lose, and they they should. And, again, Kansas City is going to be fighting for the number one seed and everything here. So uh, Kansas City should be ready to play, but that was a real surprise um, with Houston. But, you know, if there's a team you're going to overlook, it's going to be Houston. And uh, Seattle has played better, so I'll, I'll go with Kansas City. Uh, a game I figured you were going to pick, but you didn't. Dallas and Philadelphia. Philadelphia, again, backup quarterback Gardner Minshew. Only one loss on the season. They're five-and-a-half-point road underdogs. Dallas 10-4 and four in the playoffs, uh, but uh, still has a slight possibility. And actually, winning this game would help improve that possibility. Uh, you go on Dallas at five-and-a-half or Philadelphia at plus five-and-a-half. Um, well, since we have one of our favorite Cowboy fans uh, watching here with us today, I don't want to disappoint him. So I'll pick Philadelphia uh, from there. But um, the, the Cowboys really have been up and down. Which sometimes they play like they're ready to be in the Super Bowl. And then, you know, they've got a great defense. And then all of a sudden they do struggle. And I think Philadelphia is poised. Um, it could go either way because, again, with Hurts not playing. But um, I, I won't be shocked if Philadelphia wins this. Uh, I'll go the other way. I'll go uh, – I mean, I'll go with you. I'm sorry. I'll go Dallas. I'm going to go Dallas, excuse me. Five-and-a-half-point favorites. They should, at home, beat Gardner Minshew. I wouldn't be surprised if Philadelphia won this game. Uh, but I think Dallas should, so I'll go with Dallas. Last game, Dad, is on Sunday. It's Denver on the road against the Rams. You talk about a matchup at the beginning of the year that people go, can't wait to watch that game, that now go, I have zero interest in watching this game. Denver, though, is a a one-and-a-half-point favorite over the home Los Angeles Rams. Both teams 4-10, and both teams horrible. And here we sit on a Sunday Christmas we're going to have to watch it because it's on. Uh, what are we going to do with this one? Where are you going with Denver and the Rams? Yeah, like you said, um, you know, it, it's surprising that these two teams are where it is and probably really surprising for the Rams because the Denver's been problems ever since the first of the year. 
and you would have thought, you know, the Rams wouldn't be. But um, I don't know. Denver's favored. Um, you know, let's go with Denver. But like you said, it's a game that, you know, definitely doesn't matter. I'll pick the Rams just because. Um, <laughs> I don't know. that That's game. That's going to be a hard one. We'll probably watch a movie during that game um, and then turn it back on for the Sunday night game. Uh, let's move on, Dad. But before we do, first, I want to remind people that today's episode is presented by True Classic Tees. True Classic Tees provides shirts, T-shirts, long-sleeve shirts, uh, polo shirts, and all kinds of other things that give you the perfect fit. So if you have a little bit of a gut like I do, you need a shirt that doesn't fit too tight in all the wrong places or too loose as well. You need the perfect fit, and you can get that perfect fit from True Classic Tees. Go to trueclassic.com. Use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, as this year and the new year, uh, we're partnering with Belly Up Fantasy for a fantasy baseball show. So use that code BELLYUPFANTASY at checkout at trueclassic.com. You get 25% off your purchase right there, trueclassic.com. Dad, let's get into Major League Baseball. You're a Giants fan. A couple of days ago, we announced the big signing of shortstop Carlos Correa, and then all of a sudden, we woke up one morning, and he was a Met. Uh, are you happy, sad, confused, uh, completely understand? How do you feel about the Carlos Correa situation? Well, again, I don't know that we've heard all the details, but if there was a legitimate med- medical concern, then they probably did the right thing. Pay that much money and be committed for him to be the guy that's going to turn turn the team around and then there for there to be a problem like that. Um, so if there was a legitimate medical concern, then, you know, that's the way to do it. And um, so, so, you know, it, it, it was very surprising because, you know, I thought it was a done deal. That's what it sounded like. Uh, but in sports today, nothing's a done deal. And I guess the guy from the Mets, the owner, you know, really had pushed it earlier and jumped on it as soon as he, you know, heard something there. And so Korea, um, I, I don't know what to deal with the Mets physical. Someone said that, you know, basically the Mets physical, they take, um, they take your temperature and your blood pressure and you're good. So I, I'm not sure what happened there, but anyhow. Yeah. I, it's interesting to kind of see how it shakes out. I'm, I'm in the same thinking as you. Uh, I do feel like if they had any, any inkling of a problem that it makes sense for them to get out of it. Um, and I was surprised that if you have that situation, another team so quickly comes in with a 12-year deal um, is pretty incredible. Um, it's it's strange to realize that a team is willing to go 12 years, over $300 million on a guy that another team was afraid to sign. It kind of feels like maybe that was a bad idea by the Mets. But only time will tell. Uh, to see where it all shakes out. Chicago Cubs get better this week, Dad. Uh, they already signed Cody Bellinger to a deal. Now they bring in uh, Dansby Swanson from the Braves, so they bring in some gold glovers into this team. The Cubs are an interesting team because they got so much worse uh, by trading off everybody, and but they're not waiting around for their prospects. They're trying to get better again pretty quick and look like a team that maybe he's adding some good pieces. Dansby Swanson's an interesting guy uh, as a fantasy baseball person. I don't love Dansby Swanson for those things, but he is a good baseball player, very good defensive shortstop. Cody Bellinger, on the other hand, 
a guy that at one point wasn't the MVP of the league, and now we don't know what he is. Um, I would be willing to take a shot on Cody Bellinger, so I think it's a good signing by the Cubs. What do you think? Yes, I think both of them were good signings for the Cubs. Uh, again, you know, they cleared everybody out. Um, and you know more about – you keep up with baseball a lot more than I do. But I, what I understand, the Cubs does have some prospects coming up down the line. And I think adding these two guys adds the leadership that they need and two good players. Um, so, yeah, a little surprise is Swanson, you know, left the Braves – because uh, he'd been there for a while. But like I said, he's a really good player. You know, when we were in Tennessee, you know, he's from Vanderbilt. He was quite the star there. So um, I, I think it's probably a good move for the Cubs. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, it was also announced yesterday, Trevor Bauer is now eligible for reinstatement after being suspended for 364 games, I think. Uh, the arbiter came in and cut that down to 194. I'm not on the numbers in front of me. And uh, he still will miss 50 games pay this season, but he's eligible for reinstatement. The Trevor Bauer situation is a little bit different in the sense that he was not fully found guilty yet. What he did was wrong, whether it's illegal or not. Uh, and so my question, I guess, is this Trevor Bauer – Will he ever play in the major leagues again? Or are we going to see his name pop up in Japan or Korea or somewhere like that where he's playing in some other league? Do you think any team will touch Trevor Bauer? The Dodgers have already said they are going to cut him. Uh, so what do you think happens for Trevor Bauer next? Um, I mean, again, in professional sports today, I wouldn't be shocked if somebody you know signs him and takes a chance um, with him there. So... Um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, you know, the whole thing's a little, you know, you get suspended for 300 and something days, and then all of a sudden, you know, they cut it down. So some decision was wrong, either that one or the original one. Yeah, he was already a problem before the this stuff happened. He was always a wild card. He always said some wild things, did some wild things. I think, I, I think differently than you. I think today's... Pro sports, especially baseball, are different than what they were even five years ago. I don't think he gets another opportunity. I think he gets blackballed, and if he plays anymore, it'll be in a foreign league versus the major leagues. Uh, I think his time in major league baseball is done. Um, a good reminder and a good point for us to remind everyone, starting in February of 2023, uh, there'll be a new show coming to the Sports Stove lineup. We already have the Sports Stove podcast and the Sports Stove local hour. We're going to be adding the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show presented by BellyUpFantasySports.com. And excited to bring to you the greatest fantasy baseball coverage around with rankings. Uh, we're going to talk through stadiums. And throughout the season, we'll talk about cuts and additions and things like that, strategies, all sorts of different things as well. Most episodes, I'll be joined by Belly Up's Fantasy Sports' uh, senior fantasy baseball analyst, Kevin Wilson, and uh, we'll talk through those. We'll have other guests come on throughout the year as well, but make sure you tune into that. If you're a fantasy baseball player, maybe you never have been and you want to be, now's the time to get in and listen to the Sports Stove Fantasy Baseball Show coming to a podcast near you. You can find it wherever you find the Sports Stove Podcast. It'll be in the same uh, lineup there as well as on our YouTube page. 
uh, each. That'll be on Sunday evenings uh, in starting in February. All right, Dad, uh, let's quickly cover some college football, and then we'll get into our Christmas wish lists. Uh, the Pitt head coach came out, Narduzzi came out and said, uh, the North Carolina quarterback was offered $5 million by two separate colleges. And uh, he said the tampering is just out of control and needs to stop. And, I mean, we've talked about this from day one. With NIL especially, the fact that there was going to be so many rules broken, so hard to follow, so hard to uh, police this situation, we know what's going on. Um, is there anything that can be done to stop tampering in college football? Um, I mean, I'm sure there is something that could be done, but it, you know, it would be a major, um, a major situation. And what's happened here with the NIL? You know, it's like I said, basically cheating has just gotten legal, and um, you know, a, a coach in a school has and maybe a hard decision. I mean, you've either got to go along and play with the rules that everybody else is playing with, or otherwise, you know, are you hurting your team or your school? On the other hand, you got to have enough morals and character to, you know, do what's right also. Um, so, but yeah, you know, again, every time, you know, signing day, just another thing, of course, the transfer portal, um, you know, out of control as far as, because, you know, those kids being offered stuff and whatever. Um, so uh, at some point, I think there has to be some control to it. But, um, you know, when it will happen, how it happens, I don't know. I did see, I haven't heard much about it, but what in the last week or so announced we have a new president of the NCAA or a new head of the NCAA coming up. So I don't know if that will change anything or not. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what you can change. Uh, at this point, you know, until someone just gets in big trouble for it, everybody's going to keep doing it. It's worse than it was before because now that it is legal to offer money, um, it's just you can offer more of it, right? It's less instead of offering 50000 to a kid, you're offering $5 million to a kid because you can. And until somebody stops it. And it's sad that coaches, you know, they're all in the same boat. And it's sad that they can't even get on board with the fact of, hey, you know, we should wait until they get in the transfer portal before we go out and offer them this money. You know, it, it, it's sad. It's sad at the very least. And I think it's hurting the game overall as well. What's not getting hurt, though, a whole lot is the recruiting classes, the top five uh, recruiting classes after National Signing Day, Alabama, Georgia, Texas, with the signing of Arch Manning helping that one, Miami comes out of nowhere, Mario Cristobal, and Ohio State in the top five there. The top ten round out with LSU, Oregon, Oklahoma, which surprised me, Notre Dame, and Tennessee. Out of those top ten, Dad, Oklahoma is the most surprising to me with the season they just had. But uh, you want to talk about boomers sooner. How about booster sooner? Uh, the boosters in Oklahoma know how to dish out some money as well. So big signing day for Oklahoma gets them into the top 10 as well. Anybody surprising to you in that top 10? Um, well, like I said, uh, Oklahoma was, but again, you know, they they did well. And then they had to, what, the, the kid, the, the safety, you know, flipped around two or three times and ended up at Oklahoma. And so that, that keeps, uh, kept them in the hunt there. Maybe a little. A little surprised that Notre Dame's in the top ten, but I mean, you know, they're a school that you know 
should be able to recruit well from there. Um, but, you know, Alabama secured their spot number one, you know, again, um, which is amazing because their coaches said, you know, they break no rules and they do everything just like they're supposed to do it. So for them to finish number one, that's amazing. Yeah, but honestly, Dad, I don't think Bama has I – mean, I'm not saying they don't cheat. I don't think they have to cheat as much as other people. Other people are cheating to catch up to Alabama. And so I think that Bama probably stays closer to the line than than a lot of organizations at this point uh, with the ability to go way over the line if they need to as well. Um, after losing to Texas A&M last year in the recruiting battles, I'm sure they picked some things up this year as well. Uh, all right, Dad, let's get into our wish list for Christmas for our teams that we uh, cover and enjoy, not cover, but uh, cheer on. As it is the Christmas season, so if you were going to ask Santa for something for your Christmas teams, let's start with the NFL team. We both cheer for the Green Bay Packers. Um, what would you be asking Santa for uh, for the Green Bay Packers? Um, I would say let's ask Santa for the right defensive coordinator. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, mine would be just clarity, uh, quarterback clarity yeah. to be exact. Um, yeah. let's not go through the whole off season wondering if Aaron Rodgers is retiring. If Jordan loves our quarterback, if Rodgers is our quarterback, let's just come out at the end of the season. Just give us an answer on what's going on there. But defensive coordinator, that's a really good one, uh, as well. Major league baseball. You are a San Francisco giants fan. I am a Brewers fan. So we got plenty of things to ask for this year for Christmas. Uh, what are you asking for for the Giants? Uh, I would ask to be able to be legitimately competitive with San Diego and the Dodgers. Okay. Ooh, legitimately competitive with the Dodgers and San Diego. All right, that's a fair That's a fair ask. Uh, for Milwaukee, I like what they've already done uh, with some of the bats that they brought in and what they're doing with their fielding decisions. I'm most concerned about the bullpen. Trading away Josh Hader at midseason really hurt the team. They still have Devin Williams, but they lost other pieces as well. So I'm just going to ask for bullpen help from Santa this year for Milwaukee. And uh, I think if they can get that, there's a chance that they make a playoff run this year. Uh, we'll let you go NHL and the Predators. I don't follow them enough, so I won't give anything. But uh, what do you have for uh, for the Predators? Um, well, you know, th their young talent really has done well. They've had a couple guys come up already. So part of it would be just the young talent to continue to develop um, there. And um, I would ask for um, one more established defenseman. Um, we really did a good thing with adding Ryan McDonough. And um, if, we can, uh, if we can add one more established defenseman, I, that might solidify everything up there but uh, I think you know they've struggled a little bit here early but I'm still very optimistic they have a lot of talent and will end up well uh, let's go to college football dad and I, I I'm not as diehard as a fan as I used to be now that I cover EKU sports and I could give something for EKU I suppose but I'm gonna go with Tennessee and look at them this year obviously a great year this year um, and and the need to continue forward uh, there. So I think what I would ask for is uh, some stud defensive players for Tennessee. Uh, get a stud lineman, maybe a stud stud linebacker that rushes the quarterback, uh, something like that. That would be uh, 
one of those guys that's in the hunt for for defensive trophies at the end of the season. That's kind of what I would look for. College football for you, Dad. Uh, who would you be asking something for? Um, for Tennessee, I would ask that Josh Heupel stay on Rocky Top. There you go. I I think there's a really good possibility he'll be around for a very very long time. Uh, I would assume, but who knows. Uh, all right, and then college basketball, I'm going to probably stay out of this one, too. Well, no, I'll have something, Dad, but I'll let you go first. College basketball, first of all, which team? I'm assuming Illinois, but uh, which team and then and then what from there? Yeah, it would be Illinois, even though Tennessee is doing well in basketball, too. And Illinois just needs – they need to gel here. They have the talent. They have a lot of young guys, and they need to get their lineup gelled before they get into the Big Ten. And also in basketball, I I try to follow NTSU and especially the girls' team. They are very, very talented. So I would ask Santa for them finally this year to really make a deep run in the tournament, which I think they could. Yeah, I'll go two for college basketball also, Dad. Um, Girls at EKU, a super fun team. A uh, really talented team, by the way, shooting lights out these days. So I'm going to ask Santa to bring some fans into the arena. Uh, man, the fans show up for the guys' games, but not for the girls' games. And EKU women are fun, fun, fun to watch and need the support. So I'll ask for fans for EKU girls. Um, you know, EKU guys, they've got the talent this year. It's just going to take some time for it to come together. So what I'm going to ask for is for Kentucky, uh, I'm going to ask for a new coach. Uh, you got to have the right guy to replace Coach Calipari, but it's time. Uh, now, again, maybe he gets it together this year, but everything that I'm seeing is the same old, same old, and we need something different. So a new head coach, and specifically Brad Stevens, is who I'm asking for to come into Lexington and run the program there at Kentucky. All right, uh, Dad, uh, we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas. And we do want to remind people that as much fun as we have with presents and decorations and things like that, Christmas is uh, ultimately about the coming of Jesus Christ. And we're so thankful that Christ came and he came for a purpose. Uh, He tells us in John 3 that he came to seek and to save that which was lost. And so uh, he offers the gift of eternal life. And I know there are people who will tune in and say, I don't believe that stuff. Well, one day you will. Hopefully it's not too late. And I want to encourage you to make sure that you take some time to focus on Christ this Christmas and reach out to us if you have any questions about what exactly that means. I'd be happy to to talk to you and show you, at least from the Bible, what the Bible says about Jesus and and what Jesus can do for you as well. And as well said, Ryan, Jesus is the reason for the season. So uh, we appreciate all of our listeners. uh, And it's been a great year. We'll plan on having another episode next week. And uh, kind of give you our New Year's resolutions, maybe for next next year, and things like that in the sports world. Dad, any closing thoughts from you? No, it's Merry Christmas to everyone, and and, um, and you know, again, a lot going on in sports, but uh, it's always good to always important to remember what Christmas is all about. So, Merry Christmas to everyone. Well, stay safe and stay warm, everyone. We know it's uh, a lot of places in the country right now are going through some bitterly cold weather. And uh, so be careful. Enjoy time with family. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Sports Stove Podcast. If you missed any of the live edition, you can go back and listen on anywhere you get your podcasts or go back on YouTube and click and watch there as well. 
Follow us on social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.